Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Curtain Call podcast. It's a production of the Yes Network. He is Yes Network president of production and programming and executive producer John J. Filippelli. I'm Justin Shackle. Our wonderful producer, Dan Busson, is with us as well. If you're not already doing so, so subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss a beat of what we're putting out here on the Curtain Call podcast. And John, it has been an eventful week uh, in the world of the New York Yankees. I think you can maybe substitute other words for eventful by your choice, I'm sure. Uh, look, on the field, the Yankees are hovering around five games above 500. They're in the wild card race. They've lost two out of three each to the Orioles and the Rays. They just began their series with the Astros on Thursday. We're recording this on Friday morning. They've won two in a row. Uh, the trade deadline passed. They so stood still there. Uh, a pitcher who threw a perfect game for them a little over a month ago is now done for the year as Domingo Herman has entered treatment for alcohol abuse. And on Thursday, after over two months of struggles stemming from a collision at first base, Anthony Rizzo has been put on the injured list for concussion symptoms stemming from that collision. So, John, is this as bizarre of a week that this team has had in quite some time? Like, I, I wasn't around for the the peak George Steinbrenner years in the 80s, that's for sure. Uh, I can't think of another odd, bizarre, eventful week of n unrelated items that have fallen seemingly day after day than what we've seen here in 2023. Well, I mean, the Yankees are certainly a, um, uh, the center of attention. It would be a good way of putting it. Uh, yes, it's been a wild, been a wild, wild, it's been a wild season for a lot of different reasons. It's been a wild, of, you know, last uh, in a week or two for sure for, you know, for the reasons, uh, some of the reasons that you stated. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been as crazy a time as I've seen in the Bronx in a really long time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate about Herman. That's that's a bad thing. It's unfortunate, and hopefully he, uh, you know, the, he will you know get what he needs to do to get his life back on track. Hopefully, that's the case. Um, you know, uh, the uh, the Rizzo thing is uh, listen. A lot of times, concussions can, they happen all the time, and people they go undiagnosed, or the symptoms are are, are not there, and you could still be concussed. I mean, that's happened many many times. So you know, that's no one's fault. It's just it's a matter of the way it was. But I'm glad they got to the bottom of it because there had to be a reason why Anthony Rizzo was struggling as mightily as he was. And you know, you just don't take a player that ilk, who's as good a player as he is, and have that performance register the way it did for you know since uh, since the collision at first with Tatis. So you know, there had to be a reason for it. I guess that would be the reason. So uh, hopefully, uh, the, the you know, Anthony will be, go on the the, the IL and. Uh, he will take the you know the treatment he needs. Obviously, he will, and then he'll come back and he'll be ready to go when uh, we get down the stretch. So uh, hopefully, that's the case. So listen, there's been a lot of going on. The Yankees have had a lot of a. Uh, it's been an interesting time, as you mentioned. But uh, you know, look at the the bottom of this is that the the only as we say all of these things that have happened to them, they're only two and a half out of the of the last wild card spot. Now that's reason to be very optimistic. It's also reason for concern because although it's only two and a half, it's hardly a layup because of the teams that are ahead of them. There's a number of teams that are ahead of them, so the Yankees have to they have to keep, they have to win first of all, first and foremost. If you don't win none of this, it's a moot point, right? But as long as they start, to, they as we record this, they won two in a row. I mean, hardly a you know the uh, you know a, a, a Joe DiMaggio type. Of, uh, but they are looking better, John. Like they're yeah, they're yeah. they've won two in a row, and we've seen improvements with the. And offense. they beat two good teams. I mean, when yes. you say they won two in a row, they, they beat a really good pitcher. 
they beat the, you know, the best pitchers in the game. And, you know, kind of, so it certainly that was something to be hang your hat on. And you know, beat the Astros you know, last night. So those are uh, that's good. It's, it's a start. You know, it's not it's not where you start, it's where you finish, right? So listen, yeah, the Yankees need to start a roll. They need to win games. None of this really matters unless you win games. You could sit here and say it's only two and a half. It's only this. Fine, that's all great, except you have to win games. So they have to start a run. Uh, hopefully, this is the start of a run for them. Uh, and you know we'll we'll take it from there. But uh, you know, obviously, they have to win games. I mean, that's that's I know that's very that's very elementary, very basic. Yes, it is. But you but the, you you don't win. You don't go anywhere until you do the elementary and the basic. So the Yankees need to start winning games, and they have to start to you know putting a streak together here. And because they still have teams head to head that they're going to have to beat. That they you know they're not only Houston. Who's obviously wild card is a wild card consideration. They are. Uh, you've got uh, t- Toronto. They've got to beat them. You got to beat them head to head. So you know, and they've got to finish uh, Houston, which we talked about. So the Yankees have to beat these teams because they are teams that are in front of them for wild card consideration. And the Yankees not only win games, but they need to win those head to heads against those teams. A couple of things before I just piggyback off of what you just said. I want to echo your sentiments. Wishing the best to to, to Domingo Herman his family yeah. as well, hoping yeah. that he gets the help that, that he's, you know, in, in need of right now at this time. And yes, I yeah. think it is kind of like a sigh of relief for Anthony Rizzo because we kind of have an answer now as to why he was struggling and concussions are super tricky. So at, it look, it looks bad on the surface. Like, Oh my gosh, this happened two months ago. How was it not uh, identified at that point? This is the nature of head injury. Sadly, like they're, I think, you know, the, the phrase that they had is like cascading concussion symptoms, like these things pop up down the road. So here's where we are with that. I think it is just like a sigh of relief as this is probably the answer as to why uh, Anthony Rizzo's production has dropped off. But you and I, we talked about this stretch of games where they're going head to head against the Orioles, the Rays, the Astros. So far, it hasn't gone in the Yankees favor. Yeah, they won the series opener uh, on Thursday. They have three more games, and by the way, you can catch Saturday's game on yes, starting with the BP show at uh, at twelve noon. So be on the lookout for that. Yankees have been on national TV for like a week straight now, in, in one way or another. They've been on yes for sure, but all these other national outlets uh, haven't having the Yankees on their platforms too. Um, the the thing that you said the most that sticks out is that yes, they have to win. Winning cures all. You have to win games, but I think. And and stop me if you think I'm wrong here. I think fans are getting a little agitated over some of the comments that you continue to hear after each game, specifically after losses, phrases from the players and from Aaron Boone, where it's like, hey, it's all right there in front of us and we control it. The notion that that's true is, is kind of false because it's not really in your hands. Like you talked about other teams here, multiple teams are going to have a say in how this wild card race ends up. So I think, like, I I do have faith that they can make the playoffs. It's going to be more difficult than I think they talk about it publicly because, again, you could see the deficit. It may not detract you, but you are competing closely with four or five other teams. You may not take the Angels and the Mariners and the Red Sox as serious as as some other uh, people are, but they're there right now. You have to hope that they kind of fall off a cliff and there's no sign that that's happening at the moment. And that's not even mentioning the team that you need to leapfrog the most. And that's Toronto. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about the very last playoff spot in the American League. This is not how it was supposed to go this season. 
No, it, it wasn't. But the reality is that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And so we have to deal in the world of reality. There's not much we we could do about that. You know, listen. Every 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 fan wants hope. There's hope. The Yankees are that deficit is not great in terms of games. The, the 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 tricky part is the number of teams, as you stated. That's true. That that's the tricky part of this. But for the Yankees, again, doesn't none of this really means anything unless you win games. Yeah. And the Yankees have, have had a lot of trouble, you know, winning games lately. And they've had trouble winning series lately. And they really need to sort of if they're gonna go anywhere, they gotta start winning series again. That's why the Baltimore thing was was difficult because they lost a series and the Tampa Bay was difficult because they lost a series. And you know, we are we went up on Houston as we record this, and that's good. So but the reality is they're gonna have to win. That series, you know, the splitting, treading water means you're losing games off the schedule, means you're losing head to head opportunities against teams that you really need to beat if you're going to make up, if you're going to leapfrog over the number of teams that you have to leapfrog over to get that third and final wild card spot. So it's, it's not as simple as it sounds. It's not. But it's not it's not Mission Impossible with or without Tom Cruise. You know, it's not that. It's not something you that can't be done. Your mission should you decide to accept it, right? Well, the Yankees are accepting it, and they're going to obviously do their best, and you know, and that's what they have to hope for is that you know, Judge is back. You know, he's he's been swinging a bat okay from somebody that's been terrible, and considering he hadn't played in all those games, and you know, players are coming back. You know, Nestor be back, and you know, those things are you know are, are important. And those are the things that will, will help the Yankees. And we go; those are players that they need that they didn't have while they were while they were going through the you know the, the worst part of the schedule so far for them. So this is a, this is an opportunity to right the ship. And I understand why. Look, it's difficult for Aaron Boone. You know what is he going to say? He can't sit there and, and condemn his guys. You know the reality is he's trying to you know put a happy face, a spin on it because he is the manager. He's he's, he's trying to say positive things. He's not trying to throw his guys uh, under a bus. You know, which is you you have to respect that. You have to appreciate that. But at the end of the day, you know, it comes to a point where, you know, people are, you know, there's only so much spin you can put on something. And then people will realize that, you know, you're spinning it and they'll they'll tune you out. So, you know, that's a fine line. And, you know, and, and you know, Barron's a smart guy. You know, he'll, 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 he'll sort of figure that part of it out. But, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's tough. It's, he's in a tough spot, though. What, what is he supposed to say? I mean, it's, I, I don't know what I would say in that position. You know, you, you want to be honest, we'll tell the truth. And I'm, I'm not saying he's evading it. I'm just saying that he's not, not dwelling on the negatives. I mean, we have 17 strikeouts. <laughs> and say, you know, the at-bats, whether that, you know, good at-bats, you know, come on. No, they weren't. It wasn't good, it, and everybody knows it. And, and but you know, like I said, he's trying to find searching for that thing that doesn't. He's trying to protect his players. He's trying to stand up for them. And yet, the reality is that sometimes it's very tough, very tough position to be put in. So I don't envy his position, and he's doing his best to try and figure it out. And you know, and then uh, hopefully he will, because the Yankees need to need to go on a roll, and part of that roll is going to be winning games. You win games, all of this stuff goes away. All of it goes away. But the Yankees haven't won games. And that's their challenge. That's what they need to do. It's a cliche, but it's true. Win. Go win and all this goes away. Just win, baby. Uh, yeah, Aaron Boone's in a, in a tough spot on certain days where the numbers are the numbers, right? The numbers don't lie. Right. And right. you mentioned the returns of Judge and Nestor Cortez is returning this weekend. Jonathan Lewisica is not too far behind. That's yes. a big reason why. And, and most important with Judge is I felt like the Yankees owe it to themselves to – go out and and buy. And this was ahead of the trade deadline. And they didn't add from the outside. They added in Middleton, who's going to you know fit somewhere in the back of the bullpen. But I, I felt like this was a reason why they owed it to themselves to, to, to go for it. Um, they didn't buy. They didn't sell. 
They didn't do too much at the trade deadline. They're essentially in park. Um, what were your overall thoughts on on how they approached the deadline? And I, I guess how the deadline approached a team like the Yankees because there weren't too many big blockbusters around the majors with the trade deadline. I think the blockbusters, that would have been more. Although I did remember the last podcast we did, I did tell you that my feeling was that, and this is when the Angels were not quite crawled back into it. Uh, I said, I didn't really see them selling Otani. I didn't see them moving Otani. I just didn't. And it turned out that they didn't move him. Now, I think so had to do with the fact that they they got they found themselves walking back into it. So you know, I think that they're very much there. So that, that changed the, the, maybe that changed that metric. I'm not sure, but I, I certainly had that certainly had an effect on it. I would think, although there are other reasons why you didn't want to deal Otani. So I, I got that part of it. San Diego was a surprise because of, uh, but but then see they got walk, kind of waltzed back into it too. So if if there was okay, well, if we're out of it, we think we're out of it. We're going to move a lot of pieces. That that changed because they found themselves back in it, at least and have a hope of being back in it. So, you know, with them being there, so that took that took a lot of players who w- would have been on the market. Snell would have been on the market. Hader would have been on the market. Uh, Soto could have been on the market, uh, market, although not this walk year, but there's certainly been a lot of whispers about maybe moving him, right? So that talent, all that talent could have hit the market and the Padres decided because now they're back in it for a wild card spot, you know, seriously back in it. They decided not to do it. So a lot of talent that might have been out there from some teams got pulled back. So that's probably part of it. But the other part of it is, look, the, the Yankees well, Yankees had pieces to to move. I think they actively tried to move some pieces, uh, some of, maybe some of the players in their walk years. I think that's very possible. This was rumored, and I think that's probably a reality. But I just don't know that there were fits. I mean, the Yankees didn't want to give them away. They wanted something in return for them. And maybe the return that was offered wasn't, wasn't consistent with what the Yankees valued those pieces as. I think that's probably what happened. Although, like I said, I don't know, but my my guess is that's what happened. They just weren't. There wasn't the matchup. There wasn't the match matching that needed to be done for the Yankees to, to consummate those deals. Um, they, I was hoping that a deal or two would have been made, especially for hitting Yankees. You know, really need some need some bats. Even with Judge back, bringing Judge back gives you an offense where you didn't really have much of one before, right? So he helps a lot, obviously tremendously, but you need support for that. So you know, Stanton is starting to hit a little bit, which is you know encouraging. You need him to hit, obviously, and Torres has hit. He's been okay. You know, so the Yankee offense is, you know, has signs of life to it. You know, although it's been not been a great year for their offense, obviously, it's it's, it's obvious that they've struggled. And, uh, you know, the, the, another bat would have helped them for sure, especially a lefty power bat would have helped them, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, the, the matchup wasn't there. The Yankees value their prospects. They have a couple of the minors that are big-time prospects. I'm sure those, those were discussed for any kind of hitting that the Yankees were trying to get. And I, I guess they made the estimate at the end of the day they didn't want to move their prospects, which you could understand that part of it. You can. And so, you know, this was a tough position for them to be in. But I think getting Judge back, I think getting Nestor back, I think uh, Loisica, as you, as, you, as you smartly pointed out, uh, uh, is that's true. He adds to your bullpen and getting Middleton as well. So the Yankee bullpen probably looks like they're okay if these two moves, especially Loisica coming back. That's a huge thing for the Yankees. So getting Loisica back, getting Nestor back, having Judge return to the lineup, I mean, that's a much better team now than it was, you know, a week ago. You know, so the, the, they've got a they've got a spring from that. I mean, I guess the matchups weren't there for them. The, the, with other teams that uh, the Yankees decided that they would part with whatever it is that the other teams were asking for. And let's face it, the Yankees are not in a driver's seat here. You know, the other teams could probably say, "Okay, you want you're going to overpay? Give us overpay, so you'll get this, this, and this." And the Yankees felt like they didn't want to overpay. Let me ask you this: This is the second year now of the expanded uh, playoff format. 
six teams in each league make the playoffs. Uh, do you think because of that and because you have teams, I guess, willing to wait a little bit longer past the trade deadline to figure out who they are, you think we should push the deadline back into maybe, say, mid-August, August 15th, maybe? I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I mean, I kind of, I don't mind it where it is because it's exciting. It's exciting. It, it is. It's what this like juice though, John, like this, this trade this did. didn't well, this wow me did. at all. No, you're right. This one did, but the other ones in the past years, think of some of the, move, the moves that got made at the deadline by teams. Yeah. And, you know, they've been great, great moves and caused a lot of attention. This one didn't materialize, but the anticipation for it was enormous. Because of one player though. Yes, well, basically one unique them. player, yeah. There are other players as well, up and mm-hmm. going up until right to the end, where were the Angels going to? Well, the Mariners, the Angels, those teams were were they going to buy? Were they going to sell? What were they going to do? There were a, a number of teams that f- fell into that, and then at the end of the day, decided that they were going to be, they weren't going to be, uh, they weren't going to be moving players. Yeah. Th- that happened at the very end. If now, now if you go to the middle of August, that thing becomes more defined. Because exactly. then you've got a much stronger focus as to who's going to be in and who's not going to be in. You know what is what is a, a hope right now becomes a pipe dream in two weeks if you know the, if the wheels fall off for a number of teams. So includes the Yankees, by the way. If the wheels fall off the Yankees in the next two weeks, then you know the, the whole idea of this was okay. We tried, but you know that's it. You know, so I I don't think. Look, I, I if I'm a Yankee fan, I don't give up because you, you don't you don't give up because that's not the Yankee way. Number one, number two. Uh, you 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 know the history of that team. You know the players that are out. And if you get those players back and you get them healthy, Rizzo comes back and you know and, and sort of right right. He's which he will at some point. Hopefully he's healthy. Judge continues to to be on the men. Do whatever. Stan continues to play. You know, but Lemayu fi- finds himself. I mean, Lemayu is a real key to this too. I mean, he's he's been you know he's been having a he's been having a difficult time the last two years because of the injury and you know it's been he's really struggled and you know he needs to be the player he was for the first two years the Yankees had him he was an incredible player for them incredible and he needs to find form I mean if he, if he can't then that's that's a big hole the Yankees are trying to fill left field is a problem the Yankees have been trying to fill for the whole season so Harrison needs to, needs to stay on the field Bader needs to stay on the field because. He's a really good player when he's on the field. He's a really good center fielder, and he you know he can he get quality at bats. He's got to stay on the field. He's got to stay healthy. The Yankees they are a, a battle health as much as they do anything. You know, so they've got to hopefully a lot. Of, I mean, that's a that's a universal in the game. I yeah. get it. But the Yankees have had a disproportionate number of injuries. They really have. They have to try to find ways to battle through them. Yeah, I just think if 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 maybe you push it. Uh, the deadline to you know an August fifteenth in this type of format where you're going to have three wild cards teams like the Padres, the Cubs, maybe even the Yankees like they know exactly you know, they they have more of a concrete idea of where they are currently at and what type of decision they can make yeah, it I mean, at that point in time. I mean, you brought up the Cubs. Yeah. Look, I mean, they, they, they had Bellinger, you had Marcus Stroman, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they would have clearly been on the market and clearly would have been moved had. Yeah, the Cubs, you know, uh, you know, two two games to the other side of this thing, you know, they two further games out. And they said, ah, it's uh, now it's a long shot. Now it's probably not going to happen. Ah, we better move and get what we can get for them. And right. but, but then they sort of you know stuck back into this, and then that be, then they got taken off the table. So I mean, so you're talking about I mean, any one of those players. Everybody needs starting pitching, no matter what they say. Everybody wants an extra starting pitch. Strowman would have been great for a whole number of teams. And Bellinger's having a, a, a real comeback year, tremendous comeback year. And you know, you know what he's worth, either as center field or whatever you put him, he can play. 
He's a really good outfielder, really good outfielder. And then he's, you know, he's having a real productive offensive year again. So uh, a season career, if you will, again. So, you know, those are very desirable players, but they were off the market. Well, one thing that we're looking forward to uh, on Saturday with the Yankees and Astros being on, yes, is the return of Nestor Cortez. But also for Houston, it's going to be the return of Justin Verlander. And that was pretty much the the biggest highlight of trade deadline day. He was the biggest name on the move on the day of the deadline. And I think he could potentially make the biggest impact in the American League pennant race uh, with the Astros here. The Mets traded him to Houston. They also traded Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers. So you're going to have an exciting race in the AL West. But let's touch on what the Mets did here uh, before we, we wrap things up with this episode, because the trade deadline... They took a very unconventional route, an approach that nobody's really seen in this sport before. Essentially, they sold off two future Hall of Fame pitchers who, in my opinion, look, they could be taken out by father time at any point over the next two years. Uh, Yeah, you want to say Verlander is like the Tom Brady of baseball? You could certainly believe that. Uh, You're over 40. Anything could happen uh, at this point. In time, so even though you're having success at the moment, I, I hate to be the, the pessimist here, but it, it's true. And within those two trades, the Mets bought three prospects to strengthen their their minor league system, and they bought them for essentially ninety million, right? Roughly ninety million bucks. Yes. And the, the weird thing is, they actually save money with these deals here. So uh, for me, like the trade, the, the the Verlander trade, I think bothers me a little bit more than the Scherzer trade. But I think if you did one. I think you had to explore the other, and um, I'm just curious what you think of the Mets' approach here because we have not seen it before in this sport. Once once the Robertson deal got made, uh, th- that was clear to me that they were going to be sellers. Now, because Robertson was their bullpen. I mean, the Met bullpen is hardly elite. It's one of the – it's a poor bullpen in the aggregate. It's not a great bullpen. But Robertson was having a really good year. And you know it's hard to say you know when you when you lose a closer like Diaz who is an elite you know if not the best one of the best in the game for sure uh, you lose him you know it's hard to replace him not that Robertson replaced him but Robertson did a really nice job and it was really the the, the best that Buck had down there and he did a nice so when once they moved him that's clear, they really didn't have much of a bullpen and that said to me that they were going to start to sell and probably big time. Now I didn't. I, I saw maybe one of those two guys getting moved, either Shears or, or Berlander. I didn't see them both being moved because somebody's got to pitch, you know. And particularly if you look at the Mets, you don't have a lot of starters. I mean, where you start Zeng is good. I mean, you got a couple, but you don't have very much. You don't have any depth. So I don't know what they're going to do. Find starting pitching. That's that's. I guess they'll figure it out. Like you do anything else in life, you have to figure it out. They'll figure it out. But that to me was like uh, that was radical to, to move them both. And you know when you look at them, they say, well, actually, to your point, they actually wound up saving money doing it. You know, I don't know in any place in the world you could spend ninety million dollars and say I just saved money because they saved money. They weren't paying either one of them the full full value of the contract. They didn't they didn't absorb all of it. The Mets, some of it fell to to Houston and to uh, to Texas. Some of it did. And then there's the luxury tax that you don't have to pay on that some of that money. So. For sure, you know, they wound up saving some money, the Mets. So they saved some money, and their the farm system was barren, and they got some prospects back. I mean, they're not they're not top 50 or 60 or 70 in terms of the prospect numbers, but they're, they're, they're in the top 100 that they got back, I believe they were anyway. 
And so th there's value there, except they're not immediate value. They're down the road value. So, you know, but they needed something. They need to start fixing that farm system as best they can. So they did start that. That process has been started. They did save some money. So you could look at it and say, like, they didn't get, what did they get in value? They're not even major leaguers. You don't even know what they're going to be. It's true. You don't know. I know they're still, process, they're still prospects, which means that they're suspects until they're major league players. That's what that means. So you still have to look at it like that. But to that point, to them, again, I don't know that money is obviously a key to their existence. It's not because, you know, the, the owner has a lot of money and he's not afraid to spend it. And so you can't look at that and say they're about money. They're not. But 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 still in all, it was very, that really was as much a white flag as you, and then, and again, they were, they were really a stretch to say that they were in this in any way they weren't. They weren't in it for the division. They, and they probably weren't in it for the wild card. There were way too many games behind. And you know they, and they hadn't shown the propensity to to, to go on a uh, or the, or the wherewithal to put a streak together that's going to make them climb into any of these races. So they did the right thing in terms of what they were trying to do, like which was to sort of sell. But but it's the way in which they sold it, and and, and the ex expectations of the Mets coming into the season. Expectation. A lot of people thought they could win the could win the National League East. You know, Braves are Braves are formidable. The Phillies are defending, you know, uh, world uh, defending and nationally champions. You know, that's a tough division to to go in and think that there were expectations the Mets could win, but yet there were expectations. I mean, I've read them, I saw them all over that the Mets could possibly win it. So there was certainly high hopes for them that didn't materialize. And so I guess you know that's why they did what they did. They they cut bait and said, okay, that's that. And we'll worry we'll worry about the future. We'll start building the future and worrying about it then. Every, everything unfortunately changed for the Mets during the World Baseball Classic when they lost Edwin Diaz. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the first straw right there. Um, I think I, I I wasn't surprised that they traded Verlander after they traded Scherzer because for someone that stature again at at his age and at his point in his career, look, you sold a, a player like Justin Verlander on a, a different version of your team that you you have in reality. So once you dealt away Scherzer, things changed and I you know they opened the door for him to go other places and I don't know how much you know if if they if they traded away Scherzer and said hey, you know to Verlander, we're not dealing you but also we you know expect to retool, rebuild whatever for 2024, we're more focused on 2025. If you do that, with a player like Verlander, how does it affect future free agents coming to your team? I'm not sure. I don't know how much weight that actually carries. But bottom line is they courted, they recruited Justin Verlander with the vision of one team that isn't the team in its current state. So I think they, you know, for the player, um, you, you kind of, I don't want to say you owe it to them, but what's currently constituted isn't what you you kind of built that recruit on for Verlander. So um look they Shears had a difficult had a difficult second year. Yeah. Um you know you could actually say it ended in the, the playoff loss last year. I mean he really they was expected to win that. He didn't. Um he he had, you know, I don't know if he had a terrible year last year, but it, he certainly didn't have a great year. Uh, and this year, he certainly did not have no. any, any, any any metric you want to use to judge it. He didn't have a, a good season, so he was struggling. And there was he said some things with the Met brass, but back and forth, and things that happened that uh, just you know sort of said, okay, if we're going to make a move, this is this is where we go. This is one of the moves we make. And I wasn't surprised to see that, especially like I said, once they moved Robertson, that to me said that that was it. Because now we have now we have, who's going to who's the where's the bullpen? 
yeah. you know, what semblance of it anyway. So okay, so that 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 that's fine. And they make that move, and then the as it goes, I get that. And you know, the fan also moved him, you know, so good player he is, you know. So they they moved talent, they they did. Uh, but uh, Verlander was again, you know, again, just to hold on to one of them probably would have been. I mean, I don't know that I would have moved to, but uh, that's just me. I mean, because I, I still think there's value in Justin Verlander. I don't know. Getting what they got back again is a, you know, as I said, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a top 100 pick, the top 100 rated in the, you know, the, you know, there's the very prospects, but, but still at all, that's, that's not, it's not a given. And, oh. you know, and um, like I said, they saved a little money, but the Mets aren't about saving money. So, you know, uh, what did they really accomplish? You know, I, you know, in your fan base, you know, Justin Verlander was starting to pitch really well again. And, you know, I would never, Justin Verlander is one of those guys that I yeah, just never count out. Never. He's, he knows how to win. He's a, he's a, he's a hall of famer. I mean, so sure is a, but, but, but honestly, Verlander is in his own, as far as I'm concerned, it's his own category. I agree. David Cohn always talks about Verlander as being like, I made this, uh, you know, this phrase before, like uh, Justin Verlander is the Tom Brady of baseball. Like I fully expect him to excel into his early forties as, as a major league pitcher, uh, maybe not at the most elite level, but he's going to be, you know, a, a value to, to a team's rotation. So I think the Astros got better at the trade deadline, the Rangers, yeah. not only with Scherzer, but Jordan Montgomery, I think they got better. The AL West is very, very intriguing over the last two months or so. So John, let's like to put a bow on this episode by quickly just thinking what, uh, overall thoughts on the trade deadline there are teams who i feel maybe like stabilized their situation and that's all they really needed i think the braves stabilized their bullpen they're welcoming me back some big horses on their pitching staff they're fine uh, i think the dodgers stabilized their their pitching staff although they're walking on a really fine line with that uh they probably could have used more of an impact pitcher but stabilizing it maybe just enough. And then I think about the Rays, the Orioles, teams that are having special seasons. Yes, the Rays are consistently competitive, but this feels like a special year where you could leave no doubt and really uh, put a stamp on your World Series contention. Both those teams, I don't think they did enough. So I'm curious to hear what you think. I think it was it was in front of both of those teams. And I think there were moves that they could have made that they didn't make. There were prospects that I'm sure they, I mean, that both teams have that, uh, you know, would have uh, commanded elite talent, uh, elite talent uh, on the market. Uh, you know, I know the, uh, the Orioles are, the Orioles are having a terrific year and we haven't even seen Holiday. I mean, Holiday is going to be, a, is going to, might be this, as good as any of them, but maybe the best of all of them. And he's still in the minors. So, you know, I mean, I know that's obviously a name everybody wanted. And if you're them, you have to think, couple of times before you part with it but if it's going to command and it would have commanded that top major league player top talent enough with enough a pitcher or a hitter something that you may need that will because everybody's always looking for pitching they could have gotten an elite pitcher for holiday you know and, and then some so that would that been enough to put you in a world series very possibly yes very possibly the tampa bay too is in the same position you know where you know, they're not that far away from, you know, right now, look, they're, they're going to be the playoffs, those teams, both of them. But there's a difference being in the playoffs and, and giving yourself every every chance to to win it. And they're, they're both good teams and they both could, could go very far. But you add you add what they were lacking, whatever those teams lacked, they could have made up with with by trading prospects. And they didn't want to they didn't want to part with their prospects, which is obviously their decision. And they, they know what they have. But still in all, uh, it, when it's in front of you like that, 
in my own opinion, you have to go for it because how many years was it not in front of them? Not so much Tampa Bay was consistently there, but Baltimore, so five, six years of struggle, the way they struggled, you know, having to, you know, the years that lead, we say lean, it's beyond lean, how bad they were. And, but they had to do that to rebuild. That's what they had to go through. So they paid the price for to, to put it together. Now it's in front of them. Now they got a really good team, really good team. Both of them are good teams, but you have to do what you have to do to try to better yourself to win. That's what you, what's in front of you like that. For them, you know, there's no guarantee. Yeah, you know, you, Dan Marino, I got in the Super Bowl my first year. Great. Well, don't worry. There'll be more. And there was another one. So you can't take any of that for granted. You just can't. You know, tomorrow's not not promised. The, 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 the chemistry that you're seeing with the team, too. Like, yeah, the prospects are in place. The pieces are in place. The formula is working out. The blueprint's coming to fruition. But you may not be able to replicate the chemistry that's currently with this team within a special season at the moment. And I, I don't think as many teams capitalize on that as they should, as we, uh, as we move along here. All right. Anything to uh, land the plane with as we wrap it up? No, I think we've addressed, uh, you know, lots of things, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully the Yankees uh, will, uh, you know, they'll build off a couple of wins here and, you know, they'll be able to move forward and, uh, you know, we can uh, find a secure, find a playoff spot here somewhere, but it's not going to be easy. They, they, certainly challenges are there for them and uh but you know it, it's not it's not possible and uh, and you're a fan you have to you have hope because you do you know i know hope is not a plan i say that a million times it's, it's, yes i say it all the time hope people say about hope but hope for what I mean, hope's not a plan you have to have a plan but uh you know i think the yankees are are going to stabilize somewhat here i do they're already starting to stabilize and you know like i said they're going to add pieces there's no they're not going to subtract pieces going forward i think the, uh you know barring some catastrophic injuries of course but the, the, i think they'll continue to get better and i think that will give them a real shot for the playoffs and that may not be the way you start a season you don't go into it saying gee i don't want to be the third team i want to be the third wild card that's my aspiration no i don't think it's the yankees aspiration obviously it's not but you know but it's the reality of where they are so, you know, you can't win anything until you're in it. You don't, you can't win it till you're in it. And right now they're not in it. So they need to put some wins together. They need to secure a playoff spot. And then you take it from there because I'll tell you what, if the Yankees get into a, get there, they have enough talent. They could go on a run. You know, they, they, I wouldn't really, they, they could be out quickly, but they also could go on a sustained run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I know I've left no tour like, closed here. <laughs> you know, everything's wide open here. You can win or you lose. You can do both. <laughs> but but I'm just saying that. And that's the thing about this team. You just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, I mean, you do know that they offensively they've struggled mightily. That you do know, and particularly without Judge. But now Judge is back. Hopefully he stays, he stays here and uh, continues to get healthy and continue to contribute, you know, each day more and more. And, uh, you know, and Stanton is on a hot streak. Let him continue that. You know, they, they go on a roll. The Yankees are dangerous. So, um, again, I wouldn't, I'm not going to rule them out, say they're, they're not, but but they have their work to do for sure. It, it's not a given. They have to work hard and they have to hope that the, they get some help because they got a lot of teams in front of them here. That's the beauty of it all. That's why the next two months carry lots of intrigue for the Yankees. The main message, though, just win, baby. Win games, win series. Uh, that's what that's what you can control. That's what you need to take care of. Um, all right, that'll wrap it up here for this edition of Curtain Call. Reminder, you can catch the final two games of the Astros series on Saturday on Yes. The VP show starts at 12. Sunday is on Amazon Prime. Don't miss either of those games as the Yankees go up against 
Houston uh, for our, our great producer, Dan Bassone, who is with us every step of the way. And for John J. Filippelli, this is Justin Shackle. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the Curtain Call podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss the latest episode that we're churning out each and every time as we move along here on the Curtain Call podcast, a production of the S Network. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.